Hi, welcome to this Property Life podcast. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a property investor and mentor, and each week my friends and I will be talking to inspirational people about their adventures in property. This week is no exception. I'm talking to Donna McCloskey, who got started in property after spinal surgery made it almost impossible for her to return to work. Donna talks about the role that education and mentoring played in giving her the confidence to tackle ambitious projects early on in her journey, and how she's come full circle back to investing in buy-to-lets to create a financial legacy for her growing family and to create an income stream for her growing family of angel investors. I know you're going to take so much from this episode, so enough from me. Let's hear now from Donna McCloskey. Hi Donna, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey Mark, I'm good. To you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, thank you for uh, taking some time out of your your busy busy schedule. I know you've got a lot going on at the moment, and uh, look forward to hearing all about that. Um, I can't wait to hear about your journey actually, because I know you've done some really exciting stuff and some really good deals, and we'll dive into all of that. Um, but I thought it would be a good place to start because um, I know a lot of people when they obviously get into property, they're looking to maybe just increase their their passive income stream a little bit or make some changes to their work commitments a little bit further down the line. But I know you had a pretty compelling reason to get started in property. So do you want to tell us a bit about that, sort of what, what your life was before property and then how you you know, how you how you got into property and what what really kicked that off for you? Yeah, sure. Well, life life before property wasn't wasn't all that bad. Um, I had a career that I enjoyed at the time. I used to run um, pubs and nightclubs all over the West Midlands, Warwickshire area. Um, My my favourite part of that was I would very often be asked to go and take rundown horrible places and and bring them back to life um a little bit what i do now i've gone from lady to landlord um (laughs) the basics in the background still very similar yeah but yeah um i I loved what i did i loved the social aspect of what i did um the, the downside was christmases bank holidays weekends long hours but no no i really enjoyed it i did well um i'd i'd even won awards um morning advertiser pub of the year manager of the year things like that um through the my career and, and all expenses to chicago trip which was very yeah. nice so yeah it, it gave me it gave me a great income it gave me a great lifestyle um and uh, i was i was doing okay so i was i would say right back then i was as what would be defined as the middle lane it was all right i i had good ex, good income but high expenses nice holidays nice yeah. car keeping up with the joneses you know as as a uh, as we do the, um, I was the diamond middle class at that yeah. point. Yeah, definitely. And then it changed overnight. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? What was it that uh, that that, uh, that that changed for you? That, that that led you into property? I I literally moved an empty barrel, and um, it it wrecked my back. Just just a simple movement, just overnight. Um, I it, it it almost paralyzed me on the spot, actually. But um, yeah, moved an empty barrel, um, really hurt myself. So took a um, couple of weeks off. And um, my company, who was there at the time, Mitchell and Butler's, really tried to rush me back to work. Um, wow. I thought I was um, a really respected manager, but no, they wanted their business taken care of. <laughs> Mindset shift at that point. 
Um, but I, I was a good employee and went back to work, but but too soon at the detriment of my back. And unfortunately, um, a week later, I was on an operating table having spine surgery. Wow. So, yeah, things things changed quite dramatically at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that for me, it was, um, I, I got over the surgery. Um, my back is 70% um, recovered. But I, I'd, I'd say that, you know, the thought at that point during my recovery, the thought of actually being able to do what I did physically and mentally from that point on yeah. became a very dark, scary space. Mm. So um, I needed a B plan and didn't have one. So there, that was the uh, that was a wake up moment for me. Yeah, amazing how things can change just in a in a second in a second. Yeah. So, what was it then that? Um, so how did you how did you come up with the idea of getting into property, and how did that come about? Well, my partner had to continue working, and my mum moved in during my convalescing period to look after me, and we developed that guilty pleasure on um, BBC Ten O'clock. Every every day, the, the hope the hammer yeah. addiction, yeah. But um, yeah, for me, it just wasn't just enjoyment of television. It it was actually, you know, if these people can do this, yeah. What? Why can't I? And I could see there was a real, a, a real potential around it, and a real, you know, opportunity to do more. So I I, I did a lot of research. I um I looked into Martin. I looked into um. The, the history around what he did um, looked into a lot more about understanding property and, and got myself educated and, mm. and realised at that point that was um, my potential B plan up there was I, I thought, right, I can do this. There, there is another way. I can have a, a, a career. I can have a passive income so I'm not relying on my health. Yeah. And, yeah, that was that was the wake up. I went into a three-day yeah. event. And that changed my life from that point. And you hit it. You hit it pretty hard from there, didn't you? There was there, this was not a uh, easing into it for you. I think you uh, scaled pretty quickly, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We were we were taught, and 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 rightly so. You know, we were taught to start at the bottom of the triangle, the buy to let's get your foundations in place, and move up steadily and and slowly. But um, you know, I did my three day event bank holiday end of May, beginning of June. And Christmas in my business um, is is quite a, 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 an amazing experience, but quite um, a stressful and hard work time of yeah. year. And we start planning August. Yeah. So for me, I was kind of like, right, I've got I've got six months. I, I was looking enough to get six months sick pay. So I thought, all right, I've got six months sick pay. Takes me to Christmas. I can't do another Christmas. Don't want to do another Christmas. Um, I need to make this happen quickly and buy to let's weren't going to get me to my number quickly enough in that time period yeah. so I had to I had to um you know, I had to kind of almost grow a pair and and jump in a little bit deeper and the only way to do that without the experience that I had at that time was to to do a mentorship to do a one-to-one -one mentorship nice okay. and early and yeah. and get in yeah yeah so what was your first deal then um, I literally came off the three day and and went into my my um, first stage of training, um, and did a buy to let straight away. Um, yeah. I I'd, I I'd, I'd just started researching straight away. So that Monday I was out putting offers in straight after the course. So I managed to get a buy to let and draw about within a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, 
But my my next deal was then a commercial to residential conversion, taking a big old dental practice and turning it into 11 studio apartments. Wow. So that was a huge step up. Yeah. 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 I was intending to do HMO, but um, yeah, things took... Um, the universe happened, I, I suppose, yeah. and out on mentorship, you know, we started seeing opportunities and potential. So, you know, I grabbed it with both hands and, and we ran with it. And was that was a successful project for you, was it? The 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 dentist project? Yeah, the dentist. I, I'd say looking back at that deal, it was it was the perfect deal. I've never been actually able to repeat quite <laughs> as that. But but yeah, it was it was money in, money out, um, plus twenty six grand, which um, paid my training was a lot more expensive back then, which actually paid for my training in that one deal, yeah. and and cash flowed us just over three thousand pound a month. So that that plus the buy to let, and while that was going on, we also did two HMOs. So in that in that short period there, I I got the income I needed, and I never did go back to work from that from my three days. Fantastic. So it achieved everything that you wanted to achieve. You didn't have to do another Christmas, replaced, effectively replaced your income within, what, yeah. six months would that be? Enough. Yeah, enough to, to not have to go back. Yeah, yeah Trevor kept on working for a while, but at, at that point I was doing, I was out. And yeah, I suppose I didn't go back in the six months. It wasn't completed in the six months, but we knew yeah. it was there. We knew we were good. So yeah, um, yeah I think kind of about the eight month point, I um, we were... Um, financially secure for me fantastic that's amazing very inspirational story what what does life look like now so how where's your portfolio moved since then and 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 uh and what sort of projects have you been working on you know over the last short while i'd say for the first um three years because i loved that i loved the creativity around it i loved the um the the having to raise lots of money that you know I like I like being under pressure a little bit back then um so I, I I enjoyed that strategy so much that we made that our cookie cutter so we stayed we stayed with that strategy and we did a few more of similar deals like that um but picked up some buy to lets in the background and and some HMOs as well and my portfolio is all in Coventry and Warwickshire so I'm I'm lucky enough to to be there with it yeah it sits mm. on my doorstep Fantastic. So, you know, when you were starting out, you took on not only uh, quite a few projects all at once, but some some fairly sizable, um, some fairly sizable projects. So how did you go about funding those? Was was that was that through private finance or how, how did you go about raising the money for those deals? Yeah, I, I, I threw myself into Angel. I, I saw that, you know, with Angel investors, there is no there's no limit. There's no yeah. you can only be given X amount like lenders do. And yeah. I, I just saw the, the real freedom and potential and, and went I went nuts at the angel investing and it became a real skill very, very quickly um, to the point where one of my angel strategies is called Fizzy Friday and it, it got quite well yeah, known. I'll ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about Fizzy Friday. It, Fizzy Friday, it was literally where um, we, we built quite a team of builders and we got, quite a good relationship with them and we've got a local that we enjoy going to on a Friday and we'd, we'd take the lads the team and there'd be lots of us there on a, on a Friday um, around four o'clock but it was also a venue where um, 
it would attract a complete range. So you'd get um, solicitors, um, older people, a real a real mix of a poor, but and it was always quite busy on uh, on a Friday um, tea time, early doors. So what we decided to do was we went in every single Friday and we cracked open champagne, literally wow. just celebrated anything. Sometimes <laughs> we were celebrating offers, sometimes. Um, completions you know all different things sometimes we just celebrate the fact that it was friday if friday, we yeah. <laughs> on that day but um what it what it created was quite an aura around us so people started noticing that we'd be celebrating something every friday yeah. and um, started sticking their noses in asking questions and i would have my laptop out i would have my private finance document on the table i would have hunting briefs i would always have right move on and some random search you know just to just to, to instigate them conversations yeah and yeah we we raised um we raised just short of half a million pound in that pub fantastic that's amazing so what what gave you the confidence to do that because i know a question i get asked a lot when people are just starting out and they're looking at um how they might be able to raise money through private finance is they're they're worried about putting offers in on properties and getting to come good at the same time and what you know and they're, they're panicking well what, what if i put all these offers out and suddenly i get you know i get two deals that, that if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap but you just don't know how to do it then building an airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the uk there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. I need to move on. So, you know, we have a phrase that, you know, that we like to bound around, that the money comes to the deal. And, yeah. I, and I know I try and challenge people not to be like not to be restricted by what they see as the pot of money they have to work with. So sort of what what grew your confidence to, to think, actually, you know, I, I can I can I can approach any deal. I, I can take anything on because I know that I can go out there and I can find that the finance to support it. I think, I think that actual saying that you've said there, you know, if the deal's right, the money comes to the deal yeah. is ingrained in my head yeah. right, right from way back. And I think it's just, you know, a lot of it, especially at the beginning, you just have to, you know, you have to have a lot of self-belief. You know, you've got to know what you want, set your goals, set your objectives and, and believe in what you're doing. And, and and I know that might sound a little bit fluffy, um, you know, at, at the beginning of the journey. But I think if you set your goals out, set your plan um, and you find these deals that that you, you know, once you've analysed them, once you know they're good deals, then you know, get get them, get that. Talk to people, talk to people, talk to people. Get that sheet in front of everybody, showing opportunities, because you know it is opportunities we are offering at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I, I, my biggest challenge today is getting money back to angels. They don't want it. 
I'm having to find deals just to keep Angel happy. And that, that, that's nuts. <laughs> that really is. You know, I, I, I've been going six years now. And in the end of our first year, my auntie invested um, £50,000 with us at 10% back then. I don't pay 10% now. But because she was one of my early onboard angels and got involved at the beginning, I um I still reward her with 10%. So we're we're six years in. Now that's that's thirty thousand pounds this year she's made and she yeah. still has her fifty thousand. So when you when you look at it like that, that opportunity for just that one person, obviously all my angels have great returns like this. It's why why wouldn't they? Yeah. And and you've just got to have the confidence to be able to not sell it, but almost sell this as an opportunity for them as much as it is for you. And yeah. you just believe in it. You've got to believe in what you're doing, set them goals, have a big why, and JFDR. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. So who's been your biggest inspiration then in your property journey? Oh, oh I'm going to sound corny now, but obviously my first inspiration was Caroline Clayton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember sitting in my three days if it was yesterday. I even remember the seat I sat in and just, you know, just to, to be able to, I didn't anticipate a big portfolio back then. I anticipated as I was being taught, you know, you buy a few buy-to-lets, you build yourself up. So she, she's definitely been my um, my inspiration all the way through. And and to be to be fair, now I do a bit of um, a mentoring myself, and yeah. I actually get inspired by people I've mentored, watching them, yeah. watching them achieve the same way I did. And I love I love nothing more than watching them grow past past myself, yeah. you know, and achieve more. And and I say probably that's what inspires me more than anything now is 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 seeing you know students come come through and and fly with it absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So what have you got going on at the moment? I know you've got you're you're actually got a big project going on at your own house, haven't you, with your with your residential yeah. property? So how's that going? And and have you got other projects on at the same time? What what have you got going on right now? Um at the moment, our our, our biggest our biggest challenge is our own house. Yeah. Um we we um it will be two hundred percent bigger than when we when we bought it, when we're right. finished. Um but it's green belt, so it throws up planning challenges. Um, so yeah, our, our biggest challenge at the moment is planning and revisiting with councils. We've got yeah. town planners involved now. It's it's you know it's quite it's quite a a, a big thing going on. Yeah. Um, with regards strategy, um, I've actually gone full circle. Uh, okay. I, I've. I achieved what I needed to achieve with the commercial to residential conversions, went flat out, big deals, big deals, big deals. But I think as I've evolved and I've grown, um, I'm at a place now, I, I probably an age thing. Um, I've just become a granny as well. So that's had an impact where actually I, I don't want the the bigger stress. So yeah. what I'm doing at the moment are buy to lets. Okay. So, yeah. Even bought one to do as a HMO and actually, uh, reanalyzed it and rethought. Well, do you know what? It cash flows only a tad less as a buy to let. Yeah. Take a void or two with it. You know, with what goes on with HMOs, and actually, the yeah. the sensible option is to buy to let. So we've just got two two buy to lets in refurb at the moment. Yeah. Um, one mid, one about to start. Uh, should be just completing any day now. So, 
Yeah, and so the, I'm, I'm, I've done the full circle. I'm yeah. trying to do a little bit stress-free at the moment while I um. I don't blame you. While yeah. we do the house and why I enjoy. And the, the attraction there presumably is that um, it'll be pretty hands-off once you're done with it. Long-term tenants and you're building your asset base, aren't you? And you're building your, your financial legacy without having to, to kill yourself at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And as much as I love that, we did we did bang out. We, did, we were actually doing three conversions at once at one point. Mm. And um, I, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody on a um, stretch yourself to the limit. I know yeah. we like to push our comfort zones, but, um, yeah, there's there's, you know, there's doing it wisely as well yeah. yeah um so yeah having done so much so quickly it, it it's nice now to invest more relaxed um yeah. enjoying it a lot more sat back uh yeah. yeah yeah and i i love it i love the design side i like getting involved in the colors and the floor plans and moving this little wall and that little wall that's yeah, yeah. That makes me tick yeah. yeah yeah and i think that's the the, the goal for most people is um is financial security isn't it and trying to um you know replace their income or, or feel that they've got that income stream that, that that they could fall back on um beyond that it's a question of thinking about the life that you want to lead isn't it you know what what do i want to do with my time and i don't think any of us got into this to replace our full-time stressful job with another full-time stressful job so it's been mindful of that and you know yeah it's it's tempting to go on to bigger and sexier deals but actually you got to think well what did i get into this for in the first place you know? yeah. yeah absolutely and, yeah. and again that brings back the importance of the why why are you doing this and um, yeah I, i'm at, i'm at a stage in life where i want to be hugely able to help my sons with their daughters yeah. Um, involved in baby stuff, babysitting. Yeah. Um, I've just got a, a, a seven week old kitten and, and just enjoy relaxing and and yeah. taking a stress out. Uh, I can't say that I won't do commercial to residential again soon because it does make me tick. But at the moment, no, I, I think when you get to, to a certain point and you can actually sit back and enjoy it, it's a good thing to do. You yeah. don't need to do this at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. What about um, challenges you've had along the way? So can you think of any, I don't know, mistakes that you've made or or particular challenges that you've come across that, you know, that, that the listeners could benefit from your experience? Um, I can hand on, hand on heart say because of the support, uh, mentorship, education, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say, and this might be a little bit bullshit, but I wouldn't say we've made any mistakes, really. Yeah. Um, always learn from others. Yeah. Um, challenges, absolutely. There'll always yeah. be challenges. Um, but you've got that scaffolding around you that you can turn to if you know if if you're, yeah. if you're going down a, a road where where you're not clear on on how to come out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are always challenges around lending. There were always challenges uh, unforeseen, like COVID and impacts of things you don't expect. Um, the, there's, yeah, the, the, the challenges that I'd imagine are the same for everybody. Tenants can pose challenges, um, lenders, um, agents, the market. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say we've probably had the same challenges as a lot. There's nothing that sticks out that I think 
um you know wow that that really was something i didn't see you know hadn't seen before yeah. i think planning as well planning in in certain I, I wouldn't say everywhere i'd say councils vary as well yeah. but we've had a lot of challenge planning fights yeah they don't yeah. seem to 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 want ironically want us to develop yeah. And, yeah. and build but yeah and and you're you're obviously still actively investing and you're mentoring other investors um we try to keep the content on the podcast as evergreen as possible, but but I do really want to get your thoughts on the current market as well and, and what you're, how you're mentoring and, and helping people invest in the current climate because, you know, it is challenging, um, you know, the, the, the market coming, you know, through COVID and, and the artificial kind of, um, you know, the stamp duty levy and that sort of thing is creating some challenges for anyone looking to invest at the moment. What's what's your take on that? And what are you saying to your to your kind of coaching clients and mentors about the market right now? Oh, well, it's definitely unprecedented, isn't it? I mean, mm. how many times have you seen growth like this in a, a, a what we believe are in a recession? It's yeah. it's, you know, something we've I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, it it's the, the advice I always give students who I'm working with mentees is look you will find a strategy that works in in every market and it's about just understanding um what what works for you and what you need to do I mean the challenges at the moment are stock price mm. um you know our our negotiation over time is yeah. it doesn't work with deals you know agents are cocky quite yeah. arrogant yeah. in some areas yeah. um so yeah I think it's 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 looking at the long game so prices are still increasing so you've got to really just focus on the, on the long game you know it's about if you're if you're paying I mean I've got a good example I've just bought a house on a street I already own a house um it's a little bit bigger um it's got the an attic conversion in it but I've paid um so what I've had in in four years, I've paid 30 grand more in four years. So, but if we, if we all focus on what the costs are right now, we'll never buy anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what is happening is yes, purchase prices are going up, but back end values are going up also. Yeah. So, it, you know, the purchase price and the cost of the houses isn't the real focus right now. It, it's, you know, do what you've been taught, focus on what it's going to be worth, work your numbers back, you know, calculate the refurb. And Mimo are like unicorns right now. Let's be honest. You know, it's hard to get all our money out of deals. Mm. So you've just got to really work on. So, okay, if I'm leaving money in this deal, if I leave £10,000, £5,000, £10,000 in a buy-to-let, you know, it, or can I afford to leave twelve? If it's four years instead of three years, you know, what does that look like? Can that work? Because over, you know, you look 12 years from now, that property is going to have increased dramatically in value again. Yeah. So it's it's all about for me looking at the long game, working out what return on investment works for you. If it, if it's your own money, it's better in the deal than in the bank. Um, if it's an angel's money, you know you've got to work with your angel. Can they be a slightly longer term before they get the money out? And it's just it just pulls it back to a numbers game. And yeah. you know, but so many people are afraid at the moment because the prices are high. Well, you know, people didn't want to invest in the eighties, but I wish I had it done now. Yes. You know, the price of the houses now. So, yeah. you know, the best the best time to invest yeah. even now is now. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. So so 
forgetting the, the the current market, just just general based on your experience, based on on what you've learned over the years. What what's the one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's just starting out? Um, just just keep keep your goals in mind. Keep them at the forefront. You know, write them down where you can see them. Yeah. Um, I have a diary and I've done a nice um, colourful images of my goals and I have them in the front of my diary. So every day I'll open my diary to look what I've got on and it's there. Um, I'll have it as a screenshot on my bigger screen. Um, always always focus on what you want because you, as long as you're doing something, even if it's a tiny something every day, even if it's only a, I don't know, a call to an agent for 10 minutes to see if a property you were looking at is still on the market, as long as you're doing something tiny mm. every day, you will be moving towards your goals and just yeah. just stay goal focused and keep going. Yeah. It is tough at the beginning, but that you know, two years, two to three years hard work to then enjoy your rewards for the for for the long term is going to be worth it. Just to just stay focused. Yeah, fantastic, great advice. Um, so what's next for you? So um, you know, slight change of gear, a few more buy to lets, but. Um, you're going to take on another commercial project at some point, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> um, I'm not actively looking yeah. for a commercial project at the moment, but unfortunately, we, you get to a place where people bring you deals and yeah. the commercial agents on the phone saying, uh, have this one. But it's got to be pretty perfect for me at the moment. Yeah. Um, and, and angels and angels wanting to go again with their money. Come on, when's the next deal? Challenge. That is the biggest challenge. <laughs> so I've literally bought, bought these last couple just to... Um, appease my angels so that we we can um, keep their money working for them um but yeah need to keep you're, going. you're, you're offering a public service now that's what it feels like <laughs> i feel distraught if i you know i wasn't giving my family and friends the income yeah. you know they uh they're getting now i feel like I, I, I will feel like i've taken something away from them i mean ultimately that day's got to come i don't want to have angels forever yes, but, <laughs> yeah 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 so no i i'm still looking still buying not aggressively as, yeah. as I have been in the past, but yeah, absolutely picking up, picking up um, bytelets. Um, yeah. Great. Donna, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I know mm -hmm. that um, there's been some real, some nuggets and some inspiration for, uh, for everybody listening. So that was, that was fantastic. Thank you for sharing your story with us. No problem. Thanks Take for having me. Speak to you soon, Donna. Doesn't that just go to show what you can achieve if you're prepared to invest in and believe in yourself, set ambitious goals and take action that pushes you out of your comfort zone? After all, without change, nothing changes, right? Donna's story is a great example of having a strategy that is driven by your life goals, which I think is something that all of us can relate to. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast fix. And why not head over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook to connect with Donna, myself, and all of the other previous guests on the podcast, where we share knowledge, we help each other out, and where you'll find plenty of inspiration for your own property journey. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode.